And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. Well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. We don't always connect with God's law, but the more we connect with God's law, the freer we'll be, the more fulfilled we'll be. And we don't have to be Catholic to connect with God's law. This is Father Louis Skirty with Friends of the Word, and we're here during the Easter season for the Easter weekday word, and let's meet at the Gospel and Hamlet. God bless you. Alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia. My sheep hear my voice, says the Lord. I know them, and they follow me. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so also I love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy might be in you and your joy might be complete. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I was the uh, chaplain at the developmental center, uh, it has since closed, that's why I'm not chaplain there anymore, there was a song that the, the residents used to love to sing, and it was joy. You got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Well, they used to go wild with that, love that. We had tambourines, we had guitars, and, you know, banging, head, clapping, all that. And they expressed a authentic joy. And if you look at them and you say, well, they're developmentally disabled, for the most part, in various categories and various levels, uh, they don't really know uh, nastiness, they don't know anger, they don't know evil, wrong. <laughs> Some of them had mouths like truck drivers. I'm not going to repeat what they said ever. Uh, but some of them uh, would fight with each other. You know, you have my thing and I have yours, and they would fight. But when we came to church and we talked the lessons through, and it was always an inter interactive dialogue, a homily that we shared, um, they evidenced pure joy. They evidenced trust. They evidenced... Um, I have to say, only because it was me, trust in the priest, in me. And that led them to the Father. I'm going to give you another story, only because I, I want to make it really clear who they were. When Bishop Rodimer was uh, Bishop of our diocese, I invited him to one of the Sunday Masses at the Developmental Center. And there was oh, a good 300 residents there. And so he said, Lou, what should I wear? Should I just come priest clothes? I said, no, no, no. 
do the whole thing, wear the hat, the, the crozier, everything, good, really look like a bishop so we could talk about the, the signs, the symbols, and all that good stuff. Most priests know the right names for all the things. I, I don't always get the right names down. Anyway, so I told him to do, do, it, do it up big. So he did. It was the Easter season, and the gospel was the gospel of the good shepherd. And he was preaching, of course. So he goes into the congregation, and he has his staff, his, his crozier, and his nice mitre and all that good stuff that he's preaching. And he says, now, do you know who I am? Now, I'm like proud as punch, because I prepped them for three weeks ahead of time. Bishop's come, bishop's come. You know who I am? Not a word. Uh, you know, so you figure, let me, let me go by, by visual aids. He said, okay, who do I look like? And some said this, some said this. And Pauline, never forget Pauline, who had the mouth. I was always, my heart was in my mouth when, when she raised her hand, because who knows what she's going to say. She raises her hand, and she says, you're little Bo Peep. Well, God bless Bishop Rodimer. He is perfect when he's delivering his homilies and, and his theology. And he said, you know what? The name is not right, but you're right. I am a shepherd. And with that, he took the whole homily. Wasn't that beautiful? And he talked about God as the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. Okay. So now that really is a, really a, quite an intro to the gospel and scriptures today. But we're guided by the good shepherd. We're guided, and, and Jesus tells us what the good shepherd does for us. He loves us. You, you follow my commandments. You'll show me that you love me. I will love you, and my Father will love you. Okay, of course, that's the beginning of, of our theology of the Trinity, but we don't have to go there right now. And the Father's love will remain in you. Now, that's what Bishop was doing with those residents assuring them of the love of God in them. He didn't say, well, some of you have an IQ of 70, some of you have an IQ of 100, I don't even know what a good IQ is. He didn't go that way. He looked at their beauty, their simplicity, and, and their authenticity. That's why I say that's really good, because they all weren't perfect, they all weren't holy, they were all weren't angels, they were holy, but they weren't angels, you know, their vocabulary and their, and their interaction with each other, but they were human beings who had ups and downs. And his job, the bishop's job, was to love them as who they were, as Jesus loves us for who we are. And he asks us to love him back by following his commandments. Oh, I mean, who... Nobody likes commandments. I don't know if you do. I never like commandments. Not the ten. They're all right. Or Jesus, the Beatitudes, they're, they're fine too. Jesus' commandments are different. So they're listening to him. The disciples at the Last Supper are listening to him. Follow your commandments and that will show how much we love you and you love us and the Father will love us in turn. Yes. And what's his commandments? Well, pretty much like it would be a commandment at the developmental center, Mass. Get along. Play nice. Respect each other. And that's the beginning of the great commandments of love. Because if you can't respect each other, get along and seek peace and be nice, it's a kind of a pablum kind of word, but you, you get the idea. You can't be respectful of one another. How are you going to love each other? How are you, gonna, how are you really going to live out the commandments of Jesus? Because those commandments will be tested in our lives. Now, we go to the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 15. And what's going on here 
is the beginning stages of what we call the Council of Jerusalem, the first council. The church didn't get along. Who said the, uh, the converts had to become uh, Jews? Who said the, the, the converts had to go through the, the abstinence of the Old Testament? And they were going back and forth, and Peter and Paul and, and James and all of them, they were arguing because they didn't, there was no format as to what Christianity was all about, what being a baptized Christian was all about. Jesus came to Jews. Jesus came to the apostles first, and then, and then the message spread out. But we should keep the message for us, was the idea of some of them. Let's not go to the pagans. Let's go to the Greeks or those people. Yeah, let God take care of them. Well, God was taking care of them in Jesus. And in Jesus, the Spirit was with them, the apostles in the early church. As they're negotiating, as they're coming to the truth with respect, with love, with cooperation, they're coming to a conclusive decision that you don't have to undergo the Old Testament laws in order to become a Christian. You don't have to watch what you eat in order to become a Christian. You have to be moral. They make that very clear. You have to be just. You have to be authentic. And this, this comes from the, the letter. My judgment, therefore, is that we ought to stop troubling the Gentiles, stop troubling one another, who turn to God. As long as they seek God, it's our job to get them along. But tell them, by letter, to avoid pollution from idols, unlawful marriage, meat of strangled animals, so behave yourselves get along and you all of us will be a sign to the gentiles a sign to the world that we are listening to the voice of the good shepherd and his commandment of love and by us living out the commandment of love we win converts we become we become apostles however and this is the truth. You can't say this is all pie-in-the-sky theology. The church is not at peace all the time. Forget the number of Christian churches. That's a whole other issue. In our own Roman church, how many levels of dissension there are, how many of uh, teachings that are disagreed with and, and the Pope is too radical or the Pope is too conservative. Well, we're one church. If we love, even if we have to use the word enemy, if we love our enemy, Jesus' words, then we are living out his commandments. So when our enemy comes to the table, we sit with him or her. We dialogue. We respect. Well, Francis, epitomizing that as he comes into contact with world leaders. He may not always agree with who visits the Vatican or where he goes, but he's respecting them. He's dialoguing with them. He's fulfilling the commandment of Christ's love. And the more we get along, and again, it's not like everybody's going to stand around and hold hands and sing kumbaya. That's not getting along. That's just, you know, fantasy. Getting along, respecting our differences, knowing that not everybody's Catholic, not everybody's Christian, but our witness is to be a lover, 
to be lovers of Jesus and to be people who emulate the love of God in our lives. Go back home. Go back to your neighborhood. Go back to your kids. Go back to your families. Go back to your parents. Think of all the ways we can show God's love for them. Even if there's conflict, God's love for them and the Holy Spirit will fill us with more love because of that. Because we're putting into action the word of God. And who's that word? Jesus Christ. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.